Controversy. That's what we're looking at here. An old fashioned British controversy. <laughs> That's controversy for all you Americans. <laughs> well, we're going to go deep this week. Like, you know, when do we ever not go deep is really the question. But wow, so, so deep. So deep. You are listening to the Winner Winner PUBG podcast. I am one of your hosts, Arjuna. I'm the other guy, Robin. Boy, so, okay, I'm sure that some of you listening are going to be, like, hot for this information, so just going to say it right now, we, uh, last week we had a guest on the show, Heinze06, and uh, his very passing and casual mention of using the mouse and keyboard on the Xbox caused quite a stir in our community this last week. So, we are going to be devoting a decent amount of time on this episode to discussing that, that's going to be coming up in a little while, and we're actually going to be recruiting our friend Stephanie to help us with that conversation. And it sounds like she's going to kind of drop in at some point when she's ready. So mm-hmm. hopefully that'll line up all right with our discussion. So yeah, we'll be getting that conversation a little bit later. Robin, what else do we have coming up on this episode? Well, there's a couple of things. Mainly, we had a patch drop today. Uh, we're recording on Thursday, and patch 22 for the PC just dropped. On the test server, that is. Yeah. On the test server, correct. Yeah. Yep. And so kind of want to hit the highlights. There's a lot of little stuff there and a couple of bigger things, but I don't know. Personally, I don't think it's ground-shaking. Um, and then I want to debrief more about Black Ops, man, because nice. last time we talked about it last week, we talked about what we'd seen from other people playing on the Xbox. And now both you and I have had a chance to play it on the PC and to try their blackout mode. And I had a lot of fun and I want to talk about it. Heck yeah. So is that it? Yep. So I think that's pretty much. That's about all. This is probably going to be another hour and a half long episode. So at least <laughs> strap yourselves in, pop that energy drink, work on your parachuting maneuvers. Yeah. So let's jump into it. First things first, if you haven't seen the latest Wacky Jacky video, he put out what I think is a pretty important public service announcement. And mm, what it, what it mm-hmm. comes down to is basically that he discovered that if you, this is on the PC, if you go into your settings and you turn up the effects tab to ultra, it actually lets you see muzzle flashes better at certain ranges. Right. Yeah, and his demo, it was showing how the muzzle flash appeared. If you're outside of a building, uh, the muzzle flash will illuminate the room. And so, like, the whole window box will have a flash within it. Yeah. I wish he had demoed it kind of out in the wild, out in the woods or someone bush camping or something, because I really don't know how it's going to affect that kind of situation. But we can hopefully assume correctly that there's going to be a similar effect but Mm -hmm. what he was showing was you could see it a lot better like the whole the whole window box lit up um very brightly and with the effects on low it barely lit up at all and so it's a huge difference yeah um 
Yeah, I, worth having. Yeah, I would just recommend that you try it out. Now, uh, Papa Bear in our community noted that it caused a substantial frame drop for him. Mm. So, you know, this is something you might just want to keep an eye on that when you try it out. Maybe the trade-off won't be worth it to you. Mm-hmm. But And also, who knows how long this particular effect is going to be in place. Like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling that this is the kind of stuff that the development team is trying to minimize. So, you know, that they might be trying to make it more consistent across the board. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. It's interesting, right? It's interesting to see a graphic setting have an impact on observable, kind of playable events, right? Yeah. Which I would call, like, muzzle flash a, a playable event. I just made that term up. Um, <laughs> but it makes sense to me. Um, it gives you info about how, how you should behave, right? Yeah. And so, like, they've done things where grass won't render at a consistent distance for everybody, right? Right. Um, I'm not sure if it's always been that way, but that's a good example of how, you know, it doesn't matter if you have a huge view distance, grass will still render the same distance either way. And so seeing them make it consistent um, from system to system is really important for stuff like this. Um, but speaking of systems, Arjuna. Yes. Guess what Guess what just happened? What just happened? I got my new CPU in the Oh, uh, no way. You know... <laughs> You motherfucker, Robin. As soon as you started talking about this, I knew that you were going to buy a new one. I was really? like, there's just no way. There's no way he's not going to do that. Wait, as soon as I started talking about what? Processes. Oh. You know, as soon as you started eyeing processes, I was like, oh, it's game over. Oh, man. I doubt this is going to be my first upgrade like, this year <laughs> or two. It's crazy. Um, but no, I finally went for like a modern i5 six core, mm. the eighty four hundred, which is really modestly priced. The prices are actually going up, which is what made me buy one right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I haven't actually installed it yet. I just got it like right before we started recording. I didn't expect oh, nice. to have it for another week, and so I haven't even bought the RAM yet. So I won't be able to upgrade till this weekend. Oh, got it. But um, okay, and I'll have to like reinstall Windows and all that. It'll probably be a day project, yeah. but. Mm. Anyway. Well, that's exciting, man. Looking forward to hearing about it. So I, I actually would like to report back on that in the future just to see if it makes a big improvement or not. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll be fun to talk about. And I'm getting increasingly into hardware, so it's I'll at least try to share out what I learn if I do learn anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope in the very least that it'll offset some of that processor load for the muzzle flash, you know? Right. That's what, you know, I'm curious about that, actually, if FX is more CPU heavy or graphics card heavy. Yeah. I would guess CPU, but maybe not. I don't know. I guess that's like a post-processing thing, but sometimes I think of effects as like particle effects and stuff, too, which mm. would be more CPU driven, I would think. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Well, I look forward to hearing back on that. Let's okay. dive into PC Patch 22. So, yeah, they, they just pushed this out to the test server. And I don't know, they've introduced some stuff that I think is pretty significant. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I just wanted to point out a few things. Namely, the big headliner on this update is that they are introducing a ranking system. So, Mm, yes, you know, this is just another one of those things that people have been calling for for a very long time. Right. So a few things to note here. It sounds like they have effectively, they're using some form of region locking to implement this 
And I, I don't know, man. I was under the impression that they were already kind of ping locking by region, but maybe they weren't doing that. They've certainly、hmm. spoken about doing it in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm trying to remember now what it was that they implemented. Yeah, but regardless, your, your rank will be, you know, vary by region, basically. So that's something to keep in mind, you know? Like, if you really want to rank up, you got to pick your server and commit to it.、Um, or, or, you know, it actually sounds like this is just going to make you, force you to play with your local region. So that's. that's I, I'm trying to figure this out. So it says server slash region will now be decided automatically depending on the player's local region. Right. So there's not going to be a little like region drop down anymore, I presume. That's what it seems like to me. Okay. And then, but my question is so if you squat up with somebody in a different region, it's gonna,、mm -hmm. it sounds like it's just gonna make its own choice about which, you know, server you're gonna end up playing in.、Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of interesting. Like if you're, if you play regularly with the same squad, for example, and you guys are in two or three different regions, I'm really curious where your ranking's gonna show up, you know? Right. And if it's gonna be consistent too. Right. 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 So that's, that is a question which is not answered in the very test description in these patch notes. So、mm -hmm. we're going to have to. We could to, do some tests with、yeah. our international friends. We can like join up with Daniel and see if we end up in EU or、yeah. in North America. And then we can join up with Benny or, or our other like Oceania friends. Yeah. Well, with Benny, it's not going to matter because our rating is just going to tank anyway, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, you got, you got to consider that. So, they, they have an eight tier ranking system. It starts with bronze, and then it goes silver, gold, platinum, diamond, elite, master, and grandmaster.、Mm -hmm. And they have these little, these little medals, medallions that have increasingly grand things on them, climaxing <laughs> with the level three helmet on the grandmaster. Yeah, with an arm and a silenced. M4 behind yeah, it? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it, it appears that PUBG Corp has spoken about what is truly the best loadout. <laughs> so that, there you go. We can、yeah. hang up our hats on that subject. So it's saying here that rank will be assigned based on rank points earned. And, you know, it's anyone's guess as to how they're actually going to determine those. It's probably going to be a system somewhat similar to the. Current point assignment system. Maybe they'll be making some adjustments. I think this is interesting. So, to earn your first rank, you'll need to play 10 provisional matches. And、mm. then it says rank promotion and demotion will be decided by total rank points as indicated in the chart above. So, I, I'm not going to read these ranges out to you, but basically, there's point ranges which put you into your respective categories. So,、mm. you know, this is like I remember from my StarCraft II days, it seemed like the ranking system was kind of somewhat fluid. Like, it wasn't really clear to me when I passed from bronze to silver why that had occurred. It was, they、mm -hmm. had some kind of bell curve or something that they were doing it on. And it seems like this is an, a more absolute system. So it looks like you can basically just. Look at your rank number, and that's going to determine which one you go in. And maybe it'll stay fixed that way. Maybe it won't. 
rank points. You know what? This is not ELO at all. Yeah. It just looked like similar values. So is ELO relative? Um, well, is ELO relative? ELO is relative to the people you play against. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, rank points, honestly, I'm not even sure if kills factor into that. Mm. I would think not. Um, this is a, a much more crude system than what I was thinking of. Mm. And so if you play 10 games at the end of each game, you're going to have rank points. If you sum up those rank points from each of the 10 games, you're going to end up with something presumably between zero and 2000. Well, any, anywhere, but the ranks start at 1399. Mm-hmm. Basically anything below that is bronze and anything 2000 and above is grandmaster. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a pretty narrow range. Yeah. And the math is fairly simple. I mean, you could, and and I guess you'll vary. They'll just keep averaging it as you add games to those ten right. games that you play initially. So yeah, huh? I'm actually I never pay attention to rank points, so I'm not I'm not clear how many you get for first or second or third or hundredth or whatever. So huh? Well, you know, we're probably going to start to see some of the sweatier players start playing more conservatively as a result of this. Right. I, for one, will probably maintain my low ranking because yeah. I don't really give a shit about all that. Totally. No, I'm the same. I think I'll just <laughs> keep playing with my homies and trying hard. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going to sit in a closet for a rank. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, looking forward to how that all rolls out. And who knows, maybe they'll make some substantial changes to that before it's all said and done. Uh, next thing I want to point out is that bringing back map selection, which is a good idea, I think, overall. So you can now choose each of the three maps that they're making. And then they have this fourth option, which is quick join, which is basically probably just what the all map setting was before. And it, the quick join just puts you in the first available game. So it's basically another way of saying random map. But it's mm-hmm. not fully random. So, yeah, man. I don't know. That's, that's about yeah. that. That's, I'm sure that'll make some people happy. I think I saw someone on the Steam comments like, God patch, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure like what made them so happy because I think the ranking system is the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah. And aside from that, there's a lot of little bug fixes that I didn't even know they were bugs. Yeah, um, me neither. I'd, and yeah i don't really ever read the bug fixes to be honest yeah i read them and i'm i was like oh okay didn't i wish i'd known that was a bug before because i would have exploited, exploited that, it but. yeah <laughs> 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 exactly that's what we should be telling our listeners right it's not like the bugs they're fixing but the bugs they haven't fixed yet mm, good point so, good point yeah. man that's, that's mm-hmm. how our listeners are going to get the edge like they had a they fixed a bug where you could walk up the stairs fast if you were walking like di- diagonally against the wall. Really? Okay. Yeah. Huh. That would have been nice to know. Yeah. Although maybe some would classify that as cheating. What? Mm. <laughs> I uh, 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 you're not going for it. All right. <laughs> All right. We'll shelve that for the moment. So yeah, next thing is that they're allowing you to trade up your skins, which is interesting. Oh my god. And, okay, uh, so the, my first reaction to this was like, oh, cool, I get to trade in my old stuff yeah. to like get other stuff. Yeah. And then I learned like how they actually set this up. 
And correct me if I'm wrong, but they're telling me that I can trade in 10 items of one tier of, of good stuff to get one item from the next tier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That looks like okay. what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know what tier is which. Like, I, I hope they make that clear because I will have no idea like right. what tier these things are on. Yeah. So basically you can trade in like 10 boring faded pairs of jeans for maybe like one pair of stonewashed jeans or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks like they do have an image of their ui for this and they have a drop down at the top and the in this example it says common and so i guess that's a tier is like there's common items mm. and you can pick any 10 of those they don't all have to be the same hopefully mm-hmm. and but it's funny because in their example they actually have 10 of the same shirt which yeah i know it, I think kind of confl- confuses things a little because I agree from their description. I don't think it has to be the same item. It just has to be 10 things from the same tier. Right. And then you get an upgrade. So yeah, I think you're right. I'm looking forward to the stonewashed jeans, dude. Oh baby. Uh, you know, I'll take tell a you what, of it, put one it on my thing, Instagram. Dude. One thing that's not going to change is that hollow feeling in the pit of your stomach that you've been fucked. <laughs> like <laughs> that is like, why I don't look at this like whole <laughs> loot system at all. Yeah. Like I every, like twice a month I remember like oh yeah that's right they have like clothes in this game and I'll like go cash in. <laughs> yeah man. <laughs> I mean just I just I recommend that nobody get excited about this cuz it's mm-hmm. whatever it is it's not going to feel worth it. Yeah, 10 for one guys. <laughs> <laughs> get them while they're hot. Ten, 10 shitty items for one very marginally less shitty item. So it's, it's a great exchange rate. Yeah, they they also announced a new hat somewhere. There's like a sombrero looking thing except uh, that's yeah. it's Korean, so it's not a sombrero, but right. it looked like one in the brief image I saw. Yeah, I can just imagine like how rare this thing's going to be or how much it's going to cost. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. People are going to be buying it for like 200 bucks on the marketplace. Yeah. A trading Sign me in up. roughly 270,000 pairs of, you know, gray sneakers. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think it would raise the prestige of our show if we had like nice PUBG clothes? <laughs> nah. I mean, who would no. even know, dude? It's not, we don't yeah, stream right. or anything, you know? Yeah. I think it's just like I can see why streamers would do it. Yeah, because a lot of people buy into like the status symbols of right. video game clothing, but yeah, they kind of have to. Yeah, but I bet they even like get offers from their fans. I would think like, oh, shroud, I got the jacket. Do you want it? You can you can have the shirt right off my back, shroud. <laughs> shroud touched it. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll just leave that at that. Now they're also introducing these new wheels, which are similar to the emote wheels for using items and meds which i think is pretty sweet so yeah the whole like i tossed a frag when i was trying to toss a smoke grenade which is a mistake i've never made is gonna be a lot less easy to make now (laughs) so (laughs) so is that your second jab at benny this show (laughs) <laughs> well it was a jab of both of us actually because i've i have also made that mistake yeah, i think you've actually killed me that way i have yeah. i think i killed both you and alex that way mm-hmm. yep yeah it was it was pretty much as bad as the benny episode 
which he's never going to live down. So yeah, I, I like this. I think it's going to be less ambiguous than the keyboard shortcuts. It's pretty painful to switch between grenades in the middle of combat. Mm, especially if you like picking up all the different types of grenades. Yeah, seriously. Getting through them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to make that a lot easier. Now, as far as the meds, not quite as important because of the hotkeys, but we were noting that this will make it easier to pop like a an energy drink versus pills, which right. does make a difference. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I, when I first imagined this and using it, I didn't like the idea. The default keybinds, I think we're F2 and F3. Like one's grenades, one is uh, med stuff. And I don't use those keys very often. And also I've mapped those to my vehicle seats. And so I was like, eh, mm, I don't know. Right, like, exactly. I'd rather actually have them f- for my vehicle seats. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gotten pretty used to control one, control two, whatever, for vehicle seats too, but I don't know. So, But I was thinking that it would make sense just to, I like never use the melee key, like number, I think it's four, mm. to take out the melee weapon. And so I could just map the pistol and the melee key to meds and grenade wheel. There you go. Taste so now it. I'm a little more excited because I'm not going to use my function keys for that. Screw that. No. So. Mm-hmm. It sounds very functional, Robin. I, I like your yeah. decision. All right. Well, I don't know. That covers everything I wanted to talk about with this patch. Any remaining stuff for you? Um, oh, they do have these network symbols now for um, latency, packet loss, stuff like that, which is cool. I've seen people on YouTube talk about, I mean, when we talked about um, netcode and stuff, there was a guy we mentioned who was asking for that. And yeah, so I, I think it's a good move. Um, it was actually, it almost feels like a direct response to him because I know it was a popular uh, content maker. Mm-hmm. So, Oh, sweet. That Yeah, I probably will turn that on and keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Me too, definitely. Because um, if, if, if things are, you know, jittery, sometimes it can be hard to tell if it's lag or if it's just, you know, your CPU can't keep up. So it's yeah. a nice diagnostic tool. Or if I've just been taking too many meds, you know? Yep, exactly. Sometimes it's it's me doing the painkillers in Red Bull, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, right there with your brother. After a long night of podcasting, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Really got to take the edge off, if you know what I mean. Okay, so that's the patch. It's the patch. Kind of exciting. Yeah. Hopefully they keep coming, the the patches. Patch 22 is it, man. They're done. (laughs) game is finished. I'm kind of I actually suspect we'll see some heavy patches continuing hopefully um just because they have the uh blackout coming out and you know Battlefield 5 and I think like they are feeling the heat is my guess. But there's only so much developers can do. Like there's a limit to what these this te- these teams can crank out and it would be hilarious if they like if every patch they released from now on made the game incrementally turn into blackout. <laughs> so like one day we get a grappling hook and then, you know, the next day we get like the next new gun just happens to be one of the fictional guns from blackout. Mm-hmm. And then like, befo- I think, yeah, before you know it, it's just merged into that game. Yeah. I think if they just had like a speed scroll bar somewhere in the settings, they could just crank that to like double and then it, It'd be pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. 
there's there's like a checkbox that says janky and you just like uncheck it and then you're good to go (laughs) double speed unjank blackout (laughs) take out leaning So speaking of blackout, why don't we jump into that? Just like share right. some of our thoughts. Yeah, um, I you know I didn't organize any notes for this, so yeah. I th- I think when I was thinking we should talk about it. Mostly, I think it's someone I I played it for a couple days on the weekend during the open beta, and then toward the end of the weekend, uh, one of our Discord buddies jumped on, and he's like. Uh, I was, like, bringing it up, like, oh, yeah, so did you guys try it? Like, it was on Monday night, I think. And they're like, yeah, I think, like, I think one of them hadn't, but he's like, yeah, but I heard you're a total fanboy. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm exposed. (laughs) I think I am, to be honest. I think I'm, like, I'm pretty stoked about that game. Um, Yeah, tell us about it. I mean, that's, that's like, the main thing I want to say. It's just, like, after playing it, it felt, it just felt really good. It felt really fun. Just the, the, the smoothness, the performance. There's a couple of, of issues with the game crashing, but in terms of how the game performed when it did perform, it was almost flawless. Um, I didn't notice. I noticed Stutter. I think I played for maybe 12 hours. I noticed Stutter two or three times in terms of performance. Um, Mm. And I heard some other people report higher problems um, early on, but I think actually Tim was one, and after he did a driver update, it was really smooth. Oh, nice. And so so I think that, I mean, it's it's cool to see, you know, AAA kind of pull through on that and just deliver a really um, smooth and enjoyable product. And... They even bumped up the player count to 100 at the end of the right. beta, which I, don't, I didn't even notice. I might have even played in some of those lobbies. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's my main takeaway is this. I'm like super excited to play more of it, and I'm excited to see where it'll, where it'll go in the future as well. Right. Uh, because it's got this kind of... It's still quasi-realistic. It's not as cartoony as, say, for Um. But it still has this kind of fantasy element where you have the zombies, and it feels like weird shit could happen. Like, they could introduce different things that would make it, definitely set it apart from PUBG. Um, the realism of PUBG gets a little, just kind of boring after a while, especially when you compare it to something as creative and spunky as for mm, And um, mm-hmm. I just love, like, I love hearing what for does in terms of... Um, their content, you know, and the way the maps evolve. And there's kind of a narrative to the game, more or less, with with stuff like that. And we just don't have that in PUBG. And so I'm hoping we see that kind of, like, evolution in the Blackout universe. Because um, I would love to see it in PUBG, too. I just don't think we will, um, based on the culture and, and kind of the development of the game so far. And so, yeah, I'm hopeful. And Blackouts, even Black Ops uh, put out, or Treyarch put out a message today, basically saying, you know, that they they plan on doing a lot more with it. So, yeah, uh, we'll see what that means. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
I mean, I definitely don't question that like the amount of development power they have behind this game is is vastly larger than what PUBG Corp is bringing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like whatever changes come out, they're going to be faster, smoother, stronger, better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you played it too. Like, what did you think? Yeah. Okay. So here are kind of my thoughts. I after playing it, I'm definitely not a fanboy. I think part of that is that I've I've never played a Call of Duty game before, and so. I think there are a lot of people who are really used to, like Call of Duty has established a certain mold for what a shooter is or should be. Mm-hmm. And I think for anyone who's been in that ecosystem, it's like a, it's a feel, it's a very particular style of game. And it sounds to me, I haven't been in that ecosystem, but it sounds to me like they've kept it relatively consistent over time. So... I think for people who have experience with that, it probably just feels a little bit like coming home, coming home to mom. For me, I I actually felt like it was very, very different from PUBG, actually. Mm-hmm. I would say this game, to me, more felt like a mashup of Islands of Nine and Armor. That's how it felt to me. Hmm. So mm-hmm. it's got that kind of faster speed, and it's a bit more frag-centric than PUBG is. And... The visual style and like the vehicles and stuff felt a lot like armor to me. Just like the color palette mm. and some of the layouts okay. of the maps. And also it, it has a lot more of this kind of item like geekery in it, which reminds me a lot of armor. Whereas Pub- Wait, what do you mean? I just mean like it's got all of these different there's different shit you can pick up and and use yeah. and there's all these gadgets. Okay, you know? okay. There's, ah, there's interesting. A lot to learn. And yeah, it it actually makes PUBG and Islands of Nine look very minimal in comparison. Ah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I when people were comparing it to PUBG, like PUBG but better, I was like, mm, this game doesn't really feel like PUBG to me. It 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 feels closer to Islands of Nine and Armor to me. I have to say though, there's something. I had a hard time getting into it because there's something about the feel of the game, the the combined effect of the moving and the shooting, which just didn't feel right to me. And I I have a really hard time pinpointing it. I mean, it's not that they got it wrong. It's just that it didn't translate for me. I didn't immediately feel like I was able to express myself in the game in the way I wanted to. And it's really interesting because, like, jumping into Islands of Nine, for example, is a really good example. Like, I've played PUBG so much, and I was like, oh, man, like, is it going to be hard to play other shooters after playing PUBG? But when I started playing Islands of Nine, it was like, nope, this feels... It just... It's not that I didn't notice the difference, but I felt very comfortable very quickly in Islands of Nine. That's interesting to me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just just the the fact the basic facts of like shooting the guns, landing shots, moving around, being in fights, yeah. stuff like that. You know, I, I had this very immediate feeling of like, oh yeah, I lost that fight in Islands of Nine, or, or whatever, uh-huh. right? And in Call of Duty, it was like I just couldn't I couldn't feel it, man. I couldn't do it. Like in all like of, the like the outcome of situations, it wasn't apparent to you why that was the outcome. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. And it was just like any given mm-hmm. shootout or like at all of the different mm-hmm. ranges, I just found myself being like, man, like what happened? You know, okay. I think what you're t- telling me is starting to make sense because I'm talking after like 
12 hours or so of, t- of playing the game. And the first four hours to me felt like what you're describing oh, right really? now. Yeah. Yep. It was like this, I don't understand this game. I suck at this. <laughs> I was getting annihilated. Yeah. And it just, it's it, it, it just a simple way of putting it is it wasn't making any sense to me. Yeah. Like that, the way it was unfolding. Mm-hmm. And just like plugging in that extra time and learning there's not that much stuff to pick up like once you once you've played it a little while there's still some things i haven't even seen like the slingshot mines i can't remember what they're called but i haven't never picked those up i've never seen them um but there's a lot of abilities and it they i mean the cool thing is everything is described in game and so you if you have a second to hover your mouse over anything it'll just tell you like this is what i do (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 so it's a pretty short learning curve if you're doing that kind of stuff um but still like learning how to how to use it and getting into the flow is it still takes time even if you know it all well i'll tell you what the hardest thing for me was just the very the act of shooting people which is a pretty important aspect of the game right yeah (laughs) and i don't dude like like for example single tapping at range didn't make sense to me at all I just like mm. couldn't, I don't know, maybe it's just that I'm really used to PUBG and the ballistics model in PUBG and that the one in COD is different. Or maybe mm-hmm. they haven't fully figured out their ballistics model yet in COD. But I yeah. just like in PUBG, it's it's pretty apparent to me, like when, when I shoot someone at range, it's pretty apparent to me where my bullet went, why I didn't hit them, where the bullet landed, etc. And in mm-hmm. COD, I, I just, in my time playing it, which admittedly was less than 12 hours, it never made sense to me. Like, yeah. so I think that maybe it's just a, something different that I would have to get used to. But totally. it definitely yeah, threw Yeah, the me range, from, from my own play and from watching other people, I think range is a sniper game mm-hmm. more than, like, the, it'd be a pretty hard thing to, like, pick off someone with an AR at range. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the times I have done that or seen other people do it, they generally, you just, you can control a spray at range pretty well. Mm. Um, and so there's a bit of that where you just like aim next to the tree that they're peeking and you're, ju- you just unload for a few seconds. And then <laughs> <laughs> most of your bullets will miss, but you're, you know, the fire rate is high enough and it's easy enough to control that. Like you would, I would never do that in PUBG. Yeah. You know, like a hundred meter just like spray next to a tree you know i would like single tap it and i haven't like i don't think i've single tapped an auto fire gun in this game like hardly oh really yeah yeah my my guess is that i don't know though it could be a style thing it's a little faster it's it's a little faster it's a lot faster (laughs) it is a lot. like i was watching some like shroud highlights again the other day it was just like is this i had to check my youtube settings to make sure it wasn't sped up because it, it it looks so fast like oh god it's insane yeah the way he plays just the it movement is, is ridiculous mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's really true so let's talk about the guns a little bit because i definitely i feel like this game suffers from what i'm going to call stupid gun syndrome and <laughs> by that i just mean like every gun looks like a nerf gun in this game and uh, not not using yeah. the gamer definition of nerfing, but like actual real life nerf guns. The the guns. I all totally look like agree. That. Absolutely. And I ca- yeah. I can't hang, bro. I I can't get into it. And okay, you know they shoot, they work, they're fine. They have the different guns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not so much that the actual 
in-game implementation of the guns is bad, but none of them captured me. You know, I was just like, there wasn't one of them yeah. where I picked it up and I was like, oh yeah, this is great. And furthermore, mm-hmm. it made learning the game kind of annoying because you'd pick up a gun and you're like, ah, is this an SMG? There were a couple of yeah. times when I picked up that automatic shotgun and I totally thought that it was a rifle and I got <laughs> owned like an idiot, like trying to shoot people at range with a shotgun. So yeah, again, it's the kind of stuff you learn, you get used to it and then it's fine, just whatever. But just for my initial impression, I was like, yuck, I can't get into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now on the flip side, I found the movement in this game to be so satisfying and I have to say that 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 implementation of vaulting is amazing. Like, mm. I didn't have a single time playing this game where I felt like, oh, I should have yeah. moved there and I couldn't. Right? Ah, uh, it's so good. It's just like butter. It's so good. Like, yes, you can just you can jump through windows and over things and onto things, and it just feel you feel like a ninja, and everything yep. works. That was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Yeah. It's like the thing I loved is it it feels like there's a lot fewer blocking actions in the game where you can kind of multitask, right? Like you can do you and it's not as picky about timing. So actually I don't have any examples of the multitasking thing, but Oh, I'll give you one. You can heal while moving. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Healing yeah. while moving, you can revive while moving. Right. Right. And then the vaulting is really forgiving, right? Yeah. Like you can um you can jump toward a wall and then let's say in the middle of your arc you hit the wall. If you vault a- hit space again or hold vault, you'll just initiate the vault animation from where you're at right there. Right? So it's not like you have to walk up to the wall, like be facing a very certain angle. You actually do have to be facing it. Um but it's kind of forgiving and then you just you can like you don't have to in PUBG you walk up to it you have to like yeah. be right next to the window yeah. right like in exactly this this like right slot which is true for blackout too you know you have to like face the right part of the window but um yeah but in, it's just like in, it's so much easier in PUBG like you have to try it three times and you know yep that yep. few times you were trying to vault and you didn't and you got killed it just feels really bad and right. yeah, in COD, I just never, like, every time I felt like I should be doing something, I was doing it. And that was mm-hmm. great. I think it, it's it's a quality of the game that will probably bring a lot of people to it. Um, mm. or, when people try it out, it's going to feel okay. Right. Right. Like, they're, they're not going to be met with a lot of initial frustration. They probably will get killed a lot, as I was, and they're you know probably experiencing some of the frustration you are with the gunplay and how to land bullets for a while. But in terms of movement, um, it should feel pretty good right off the bat. Right. But getting getting ninja level still takes time. It does. Like learning how to slide and jump and be agile and be a hard target um, still takes time. Yeah. But it's not that hard to do, you know. And there, there's always the warm-up time where people can just experiment, and um, that's usually what I use that for, is just, like, movement. Mm-hmm. Just ninjaing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job with that. Another thing mm-hmm. that is just so much easier in this game than in PUBG is looting. Like, you just, like, picking stuff up is so fast, it's so easy, you don't even mm-hmm. worry about it. It's like looting in PUBG is a skill, right? 
Like, yes. you have to learn how to be good at picking shit up in PUBG. And in this game, it's just like, it's not an issue. Yeah. So, I like And also, I noticed there's only one way to loot things off the ground, I believe. Yeah, that's true. Which is by pointing at it and hitting F. Yeah, there's no, like, tab menu system. Is. Right, not for that. Right. So, that kind of simplifies it. Um, yeah, it seems to work. Decision. It seems to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't find myself getting frustrated with it, so. It was a little glitchy, I'll say, in some spots. The houseboats are one example Mm. uh, in Rivertown where you would go, and sometimes the loot just wouldn't... I don't know if if it was that people would pick it up and it would look like it was still there, Mm -hmm. or if the stuff just... You just couldn't pick it up, but there were some issues there. Um, And sometimes you'd pick stuff up and it would still look like it's there in other spots, so. Yeah. There was... There's some things to iron out, but yeah, that was pretty minor. So my, my overall impression of the game was that it feels faster and slicker than PUBG. And as a result, I feel it like it's a bit less tactical. Like, mm. I feel like it's a bit closer to that Islands of Nine thing where you can kind of run and gun. And right. it, I think it, it makes decisions like moving or vaulting a bit less dear than they are in PUBG, you know? Like, like you can vault in PUBG, but if anyone's watching the spot you're vaulting, you're dead, right? And it doesn't feel that way in this game. Like, I feel like someone could be watching your window and you could still just fly out of it and have a decent right. chance of surviving, right? Yeah. And so I feel like it's definitely like the pace is faster you're kind of able to, and it, it just things like um, like being able to heal while you're moving and the parachuting being really unfussy, all of these kind of things, I think these are all these little skills, skill sets that we've built up in PUBG precisely because it's kind of a slow and somewhat clunky game. Hmm. So this this game, you're going to need different skill sets, namely of like how to move and shoot fast. And, you know, nimbleness is going to be really big in this game. Whereas... How to do everything fast. Exactly. Right? And it's like, okay, you have, you're behind cover. Should you mad or should you shoot? You know? Right. Um, or should you rotate? And like that decision is like that in PUBG is going to determine basically the next 10 to 20 seconds of what you're doing. And yeah. this game is going to determine the next five seconds exactly. of what you're doing. Yeah. And so the the tick rate of the gameplay is a lot higher. And it's, I guess, I, I think I'm going to challenge you on that it's less tactical because the only tactical difference I actually see is that there's no peaking. There's no leaning. Mm. And other than that, like the same calculations that go into positioning are there in terms of how you want to like retreat, rotate, move forward that's all the same um i think it's it's like it to me it just feels like everything faster yeah um and it's it's not as cover heavy right as PUBG is right exactly it's more it's more aggra- i think it encourages a more aggressive in your face play style it's about fighting you know yeah it's yeah yeah, fighting yep. and winning your fights. Well, I think that's yep. kind of what I mean about tactical. Like, I feel yeah. like this blackout 
favors that kind of like being being good at all the fragging skills, right? Aiming, moving, shooting. Um, it's going to favor that stuff more. I feel like PUBG favors positioning more, and it favors. I no. You know that that's my assertion. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if it's actually going to play out that way, but yeah, because I think positioning. I think it's actually what gave me an edge in this game. Mm. Is that I'm kind of presuming a lot. This might be some people's first VR experience, especially yeah, during true. the open beta on PC, and like for didn't look good to them and they didn't like PUBG and like there could be a lot of call of duty players who are in these lobbies and it's their first battle royale and i was basically doing like straight PUBG circle tactics Mm -hmm. and like once i got the gunplay down um like me and me and ice mac were begging a fair fairly high number of wins Mm -hmm. toward the end of the beta um and you know it's all it's all the same like circle stuff you know, thinking about how you want to manage that, except the damage is a little different. And yeah, I just think I, I, I love, like, I'm just thinking of some situations where we were in the desert and I love, I just want there's two biomes, right? There's like the forest and then there's the desert in the East and they're totally different. So it's kind of, it's like Gall and Miramar in one place. Mm, yeah. Mashed up. So, yep. It's awesome. Yeah. That is pretty cool. I have to say. And we, you know, we got in some fights in the desert where there's large rocks, like complexes of rocks that you can fight around. And it's, it's like so fun to like land a sniper shot on somebody, maybe they're a hundred meters away and down them. And then like, now they're in this like mitigating the damage situation and like rushing in that situation just felt like so fluid to me mm. where like i'm pretty exposed but once you get to the base of the rock that they're behind you have a lot of options there and you can like i i rotated like two different directions really quickly on them and like had my friend flank and it's it's like the same stuff you would do in PUBG. it was just faster and the the, the gunfights because of the um time to kill being higher even though movement and sh- and all the things you do are faster, the the battles still feel as rich mm, to me. Yeah, you know, I agree with that. So it's not like, oh man, like that, I'm dead, or like, oh they're dead, I just shot them twice. That's right, uneventful. You know, they kind of really stretch out, um, or they can. So, yeah, yeah. I know the bullet spongy thing. I don't know how I feel about that. I think initially when you don't know how to play the game as well, it's a bit frustrating because you have that, like I shot Mm. them a million times and they didn't die feeling. Mm -hmm. But I do, yeah, I do agree with you that I feel like once I get to know the game better and feel more comfortable with it, I think I will enjoy that about it. It'll it'll make battles feel more tactical and more like the kind of war of attrition thing, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that the bullet sponginess is was throwing everybody off yeah. at first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll see just takes a while to out. adjust your calculus to it. Yeah. Well, overall, I thought it was remarkably polished for a beta. I mean, I guess the game is about to release, so it was pretty. It's a pretty late beta, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, overall, they've done what the English would call a bang up job cracking job (laughs) of making it feel pretty polished pretty ready to go so 
Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that within a very, very short amount of time of releasing this, at least on the PC anyway, I think this game is going to feel quite polished. Yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to playing it more. Um, kind of wondering how it'll work into the show because I can see myself playing a lot of it and it's in the Battle Royale genre, but I'm not sure. I guess it'll kind of depend on our our own like listener base and and what people are into as well but she's gonna steal you away robin (laughs) i'm gonna be writing a blues song we're gonna have our our xbox corner we're gonna have our mobile corner we're gonna have our PUBG corner and and then we'll just talk about blackout the rest of the time yeah t worlds (laughs) you know oh yeah gotta get some r6 in there too (laughs) (laughs) oh boy All right. Well, that kind of brings us to this, uh, how'd you call it? Controversy? Controversy. Yes. (laughs) Controversy. Controversy. Exactly. All right. So, yes, let's get to the, say it again, controversy? Controversy. Controversy. So, there I was, Monday morning, finishing out the Black Ops beta uh, with my coworker, and we just wanted to fit in, like, one sweet hour uh to kick off the week and i get off and i'm like ready to jump into a full day of work and we had been using the discord so i was just like oh just like see what my notifications are jump into the discord and i quickly noticed that to catch up to all the stuff i had missed i had to scroll many many page heights worth of stuff <laughs> in order to like get to the beginning yeah of the stuff i hadn't read yet and was like huh wow pretty hot topic whatever it is and it looked like i read some comments that looked like there were some there was some controversy and there was some disagreement and so i was like well i should definitely figure out what's going on and just get in touch and see if there's any moderation that needs to be done anything like that and people were talking about something called m and k and i was like uh, what is that? <laughs> I saw someone else join the discussion like several hours later and they asked the question like, what's MNK? And I I felt for them because I, I actually had the exact same question. Oh, really? <laughs> Just like, I don't have any idea what we're talking about. So I like after reading, you know, several comments worth, it became clear that um, that hot topic was mouse and keyboard on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it wasn't even really a topic on our last show. It was just that Heinze had mentioned that he uses it as part of his setup. And to be totally honest with you, this, like, when he mentioned that, it didn't register to me as, like, oh, okay, like, here we go. This is going to no. kick up a shitstorm. Me, me <laughs> neither. Like, just, like, me neither. oh, okay, he uses the mouse and keyboard. Like, we've talked about it before on the show. And, you know, I remember that that people did consider it to be cheating back then but i guess you know it goes to show that some people did yeah and it goes to show that you and i being pc players are a bit removed you know from from that context Mm -hmm. and didn't realize kind of the import that this would have for some people and so that was kind of what kicked it off and um we had a lot of new voices on the discord and people had heard the show and they basically, you know, longtime listeners, people that like the show 
people who were very they're very supportive of us and they they felt pretty conflicted that we had someone um kind of as they put it representing the xbox community who plays with the mouse and keyboard because they didn't feel like that was very representative and they felt like it set a bad example Mm. right and that they didn't want this to um basically they didn't want it to look okay for people to do this and they didn't they they kind of faulted us a bit Mm. right yeah for for harboring this cheater as they harboring a known cheater (laughs) yeah and i was just like kind of flabbergasted and didn't know how to immediately respond except to try to you know encourage as you were doing a kind of civil discourse and i was happy to see the debate actually i thought it was is pretty exciting and it was fun to see the juices flowing in the discord and um so that's kind of the basic lay of the land and i just want to say off the bat that i'm like super I have a lot of gratitude for the people who joined the discord who have been longtime listeners who wanted to voice their opinion. And, um, you know, so things seemed kind of tense at, at points, but, um, for the most part, it was a really good debate, very healthy debate. And I'm just happy that people wanted to engage. And so, you know, good job. Thanks for doing that. And thanks for also kind of putting it, on the community as an issue, right? Mm, and and mm-hmm. and kind of putting it to uh, the moderators and me and Arjuna to kind of bring it up and, and figure out where we stand on the mouse and keyboard issue, which I'm looking forward to digging in here too with Arjuna. And maybe our friend Steph will show up to talk about it too. Um, so did I miss anything about the, the basic intro here? I, I think you did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, okay. The only other thing I want to add before we get into it is that uh, you may have noticed that we don't have any of our Xbox people on here right now, which may seem like a weird omission given the topic. But right. we've, we've actually organized, there's going to be a bonus episode, which is going to be exclusively some of our Xbox mods. And they're actually going to have kind of a debate around this. So, mm-hmm. and it looks like Heinze, you know, which who was the guest that we had who kind of sparked this controversy is going to be on that uh, episode. Mm-hmm. So if if this is something that you really feel passionately about mm-hmm. and you kind of are really into this debate, I would definitely 100% recommend that you keep your eye out. We're going to release mm-hmm. that show, you know, in the same RSS feed as the rest of our shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so just keep an eye out for that. It's going to come out next week. Man, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> you too. and I... You know, honestly, at, at the outset of all this, I felt like a bit of an outsider to the discussion. And mm-hmm. and like the opinion that I might hold about this seemed kind of arbitrary, mm-hmm. considering I don't play on Xbox. Um, so I'm really happy we're having the Xbox players actually, they're going to jump on together and kind of hash it out. Yeah. Um, as too. people who participate on that platform, I think it, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that. Right, right. So... So, yeah, so let's get into this a little bit. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, this is it's been kind of an ongoing controversy, and it's not just with PUBG. I mean, the, the idea mm. of people using mouse and keyboard on consoles to try to get an edge over people using gamepads is not new in PUBG. I mean, there have been uh, issues came up in Overwatch, 
And, you know, that's just one example that I can think of that I've seen before. I'm sure there are other shooter games where it's kind of come up as well. And, of course, you know, crossplay has been attempted in the past. Like there was some Halo crossplay between Xbox and PC. So, you know, this is, it's hardly a new thing. And I have a feeling that for each particular game and each particular community, it's probably had its own flavor. But I think one mm -hmm. of the one of the biggest saber rattlings that I've heard certainly around PUBG on the Xbox and in this community is the assertion that using a mouse and keyboard on the Xbox is cheating. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, this is the first really important point that I want to dive into here is to talk about whether or not this is actually cheating. Now, right. I, I get hung up on the use of that word. And here's the reason why. Because when we're talking about a game, specifically games, the only thing a game is is a set of rules. So mm -hmm. that's the first thing someone asks. If you take out a board game, you're like, we're going to play the game. They're like, okay, what are the rules? What are the rules and what's the objective? Right, exactly. Yeah. So the stipulations, in other words, a game is an arbitrary set of limitations. That's, that's what mm -hmm. it is. That's what a game is. You take reality and you sculpt it down into a much smaller subset of things that you are and aren't allowed to do. Yep. And so the thing that makes this issue really murky is that um, neither Microsoft nor PUBG Corp has basically made a statement as to whether using a mouse and keyboard on the Xbox is or isn't in the rules. Right. They've basically been mum on the whole subject. Now, mm -hmm. when this flared up, um, our, our buddies over at Hot Drop Podcast, and uh, just quick plug for them, if you're not aware of them, they're another pretty much exclusively PUBG dedicated podcast and uh, Cody and Dano, and they're killing it. They've got a really thriving community. And so if you haven't heard of those guys, definitely check out Hot Drop. So they posted on Twitter, and they asked Nico, who actually works for PUBG Corp. They just kind of brought this up again. And they weren't maybe necessarily respect, uh, expecting to get a response, but they did. They got a response from Nico. And the short version of his response was basically... Um, I'll, I'll just kind of paraphrase it. He says, we've discussed this several times and I've covered this on stream. Ultimately, we want a fair and balanced play experience for all players. There are tools currently in place that can identify third-party devices that enable mouse and keyboard functionality in PUBG. At any point, repercussions may be applied in whatever fashion PUBG Corp deems appropriate. That said, we mm. want to be very careful about how we approach this as we do not want to deter players that may have accessibility issues from using their devices mm. and playing PUBG. At the end of the day, I have personally seen the numbers and mouse and keyboard players make up an incredibly small percentage of players. It's highly unlikely you'll be matched with one, run into one, etc. No word on official mouse and keyboard support at this time. So basically the short version of that is no comment. <laughs> it's it's a it's a letter of intent right it's a it's a this is what we want to do but right now basically we don't have any official policy yes is, well is the way i take that i, th I think see 
where I get hung up on this is that I think it's actually a little bit difficult. Even even the intent in that tweet is somewhat opaque, right?、Hmm. So he's kind of dancing around it. It's clear that he's not even really authorized to take a stance on it, right?、Hmm. And so this very lack of clarity from PUBG Corp about it, and then one could argue from the the broader structure of the Xbox as a whole, this lack of clarity, I think, is really the source of a lot of the problem here. Yes, absolutely. So where I get hung up on people using the term cheating is that no one's made a rule against it, right?、Mm-hmm. And so it's like you, anyone can buy this, anyone can plug it in, anyone can use a mouse and keyboard to play the game. PUBG Corp is aware of it. They let it happen. They've been asked directly about it. They have not said that it's cheating, and they've not told anyone they can't do it. Okay.、Mm-hmm. So for me. That right there settles it. Like it's not cheating.、Um, whatever else. That's just part. Yeah. Whatever settles part of it. Yeah. 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 Well, it, for me, it settles the question of whether or not it's cheating. Right. Okay.、Um, but, I agree with that. I th- I think if there's no official rules from Microsoft or PUBG Corp, then it's it's it becomes pretty difficult to say that is cheating for me. Yeah. Yes. Now it's, I'm aware that this is a semantic argument because clearly the discussion doesn't end there. However, I just think I would caution anyone to start using words like cheating when it's not actually outlawed in the game. So here's just like another example: we used to use reshade playing PUBG on the PC. And、mm-hmm. there was a while when PUBG Corp was kind of waffly about it. Like again, they were just like, "Well, you can use it if you want, you know, but we might reserve the right to outlaw it." And then they did, and there was like a hard line. It was like, from now on, if you're caught using reshade when you're playing this game, you will get banned, and it's it's a bannable offense, and it's cheating, right? And、mm-hmm. so, like from that point on, they made a decree, and all of a sudden, you couldn't do it anymore. And so, for me, that's when something crosses into the line of being cheating, right? Another example. Now, a lot of people have been talking about tournament play as kind of another litmus test for cheating, right? Where people will say, "Okay, well, maybe PUBG Corp won't ban it for the average player, but in a tournament setting, they will. You know, they they won't allow anyone to use a mouse and keyboard." And if that is the case, then it sets a certain precedent、uh, for for making something. Again, it's not officially cheating in the game, but if it's if it's considered cheating in an official sanctioned tournament by PUBG Corp, it's basically the same thing, right?、Mm-hmm. And so I think if and when that happens, then I'll be much more inclined to call it cheating because. You know, it is a rule. It's a rule that someone's implemented, which which sets a standard, right?、Mm-hmm. So far, there is none, and so、uh, I just can't. In my mind, I can't call it cheating, and I would caution anyone who wants to use that language. I would caution you around it. There's no court proceeding here, but if there was, if there was a legal case here, people using mouse and keyboard would not like they would win the case, right? It's not cheating. So, so Robin, you you wrote down a good counterpoint here. So, 
you know, if someone might say, okay, well, it's it's not technically cheating just right. based on what Bluehole says, but what's the next argument? And so, okay, basically, like you mentioned as you broke into this topic that a game consists of rules and constraints, and that's what makes it meaningful. And so to me, I think that when you have the console platform, which clearly comes with a controller, the games are designed to be played with a controller, it's part of the platform, and somebody uses something else um, because it's easier, then suddenly it's the playing field is no longer level at that point, I would say. And I, I think that's actually, that's something I'm, I feel pretty strong. I, I think it's pretty clear. I don't know if there's a lot of... I saw a little bit of debate in dis, the Discord, like, well, you know, controllers do have some advantages, like you can turn faster. But I don't think that... I don't think the turn speed is nearly as important as, as aim mm, accuracy. Agreed. Or look accuracy, yeah, right? agreed. And so I don't think that really holds water. Um, and... I think that the the playing field does become uneven um, when you have people using radically different input devices for mm-hmm. the same game in the same lobbies, right? Mm-hmm. And so, even though I agree with you that you know, I did, I went through the same thought process. I was like, well, people are saying cheating. What does that mean? And are there rules against this? And I couldn't find any, so I had to say, well. You know, I guess it's not cheating. However, saying it's unfair and maybe even unsporting, (laughs) I think there is a case for that. Now, it's interesting to me, though, because, um, you know, Heinze, for example, he's doing the leaderboard thing and he's trying to get like he's trying to get into the highest rank that he can. Right. And so presumably... I would guess that even the the overall percentage of players using mouse and keyboard is small. The percentage of top players, I bet, is a lot higher mm-hmm. um, based on this this uh, uneven playing ground that we see. And I would love to see the numbers on that, but there's just to me rationally, it just makes sense that that would be the case. That the people, the best players using the best input devices, are going to be at the top of the leaderboards. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a it's not going to be 100%. It's not yeah. like all of the top 10 people maybe. But I bet it's it's definitely a higher ratio, right? I would agree of, with of that. Of mouse and keyboard players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. Um and so to me, it that really muddies things up, right? Because um if I was in the top 1000 players with a controller and I felt like what was holding me back was that these other people were using mouse and keyboard, I would probably use a mouse and keyboard if I really if it was really important for me to be um, at the top rank, which I'm not I'm not a particularly rank driven person. Mm. But and I'm I'm grateful that the PC platform doesn't actually have this nuance. Mm. And so I feel I feel for the Xbox players that they have to deal with this. And I I can see why they're pissed off about it. So um, so you're kind of your hypothetical response just personally would be like, oh, well, if you can't beat him, join him kind of a thing? If, um, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but if I was climbing a leaderboard, and let's say, just whatever, it could be personal reasons, it could be professional reasons, it doesn't matter. If it was important to me that 
I could see like it, it's not hard to rationalize if it's not against the rules, right? Yeah, like it's not hard to say like, well, why not? Like it's going to take me three hours to set it up. I'm going to have to spend three hundred bucks, you know, etc. But if you're willing to take that cost and adapt, and instead of like couching out, you know, hunching over a, a table or a desk to play games on console, which isn't really you know typical then, you know, that's just like, those are all decisions a person can make and they're within the rules and I can, but you know, it totally makes sense to me that that's contentious, mm-hmm. that people would do that. And so I'm more like, I'm not at all like frustrated and granted, I haven't played in this environment. Maybe I would be more personally frustrated with players that do it mm-hmm. if I did play in that environment, but I'm more frustrated with the game designers and I'm yeah. I'm more frustrated with in this case the referees of the game, right? Yeah. And to me, if you have a game that has a shitty rule set, or or the constraints are unclear, then to me that's that's fundamentally a flawed game. Mm, agree. And I think that is is what this comes down to for me. Is this is this isn't the I people want to get angry at the players because they're the low hanging fruit. They're the people that we have the most direct contact with, and we want to we want to moralize it, right? And we want to we want to tell them off, and we want to try to change their behavior, which we're free to do. And like it, you know, everyone's free to like share their opinion and, and try to persuade one another. Um, but at the end of the day, that's not going to change the big picture. The only thing that's going to fix this problem, and I've seen this mentioned in the Discord, and I've I've come around to it myself, is if PUBG or Microsoft comes around and says this is not allowed mm-hmm. or this is allowed but only in these contexts like but dream on you know are you gonna have a mouse and, and keyboard only you know lobby like <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe a tournament but in that case you know it's just they're either gonna outlaw it or they're not and if they don't they're gonna there's gonna be this quagmire and on the grand scheme you can say it's a negligible percentage but you know when you're looking at the top thousand players this is a huge debate yeah. Um, so yeah well i i definitely think you went to the heart of the matter here i i agree it's kind of like in my mind it's not a question of whether mouse and keyboard users are cheaters it's just a question of like why like why are we having this conversation i don't think this is a conversation that we should be forced to have so mm-hmm. i think it's a little hard to come down on it either way um now i think that that's a stance that's probably going to upset some of our listeners. You know, I think I definitely think that I'm speaking for some of our listeners when I say that there's a certain percentage of people hearing this who I think want us to come out and be like, "No, Heinzi's a bad guy," right? Or anyone, or, or to say that his tactics are not 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 fair, and that he's you know, basically, if if we want him to represent Xbox players, he should use the same input methods and things like that. Right. But go ahead. Keep, keep yeah. Yeah, so I, I just I think that there's probably a number of people listening to this right now who would really want us to say that and take a stand, right? Take a mm-hmm. stand for that particular point of view. But I cannot in good conscience do that. And there's a number of reasons why. I can speak personally to Heinze in this case, that if you think that the only reason Heinze is a top player on the Xbox is that he's been using mouse and keyboard, then you don't know the guy. And I say that with full confidence. Heinze can handle his business using a mouse 
and he can also handle his business using a gamepad. And I've played with him using both. And anyone who's played with him knows that he's a boss. Like, he knows the tactics. He's a great squad leader. He does well under pressure. He's really good at mid-confrontation tactics. He knows the game so well. He's played so many hours on it. He's gotten so many wins. He was saying like his first 250 wins on this game were with his controller, right? So mm -hmm. I think anyone suggesting that the only reason Heinze's good at this game is that he now uses a mouse and keyboard, it's it's just false. I mean, it's yeah. it's false. And so, and one thing I noticed was that any of our active, like like none of our active Xbox community members, not a single one of them came out to speak against Heinze, right? There's a reason for that. We have about, I would estimate we have about 2,000 listeners on this podcast. If not all of them are downloading regularly, then it's more. And mm -hmm. so of that, at least, I would say at least 50% of them are Xbox listeners, right? And, you know, we have about 250 people in our Xbox club. They all know Heinze. They, like, a lot of them have played with Heinze. A lot of them talk with Heinze on our Discord and in our Xbox club and elsewhere. Not a single one of those people that I'm aware of were the people who were coming out against him and calling him out. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong about that, but I really don't think so. And so I just think it's kind of, I think that that's telling that, there are many, many, many people in our community who know him and play with him, and not a single one of them were getting in a dig against him, right? Yeah, and what? And, and that's not to say that they didn't all agree that it should be that players should be using it mm. at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like no one was saying. People in the Xbox community were like, yeah, they were they were kind of split, and most of them, if what I could tell, were saying they don't think it should be used, mouse and keyboard. Mm -hmm. But none of them were saying Heinz is a bad player, and this is the only reason he's successful. Right, right. Yeah. So I just yeah. I want to dispel that. I want to dispel that because yeah. I felt like that was a personal attack on his character, and mm -hmm. I also felt like that was kind of sp spilling over into being at least at an indirect attack on your integrity and my integrity for having him on the show. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that very clear. Like, I'm not going to throw Heinze under the bus here. And I think if you want to throw Heinze under the bus, I would encourage you, whoever you are, to reach out to him. I really would. Because it's, I just, I don't think it is what you think it is. Mm -hmm. So I want to make that very clear. I do want to talk about as this, as I kind of grappled with this topic, it became clear that people were expecting you and me, Arjuna, to basically make a ruling here. Like suddenly we're <laughs> <laughs> kind of in this like yeah. judicial position. Right, we're arbitrating of, something. Totally. Of, of saying whether or not A, we think is cheating and what we should do about it. And um, I think that in in the course of thinking through that um we both came to similar conclusions i'm i think the the fairness thing is muddy cheating thing isn't so muddy to me and i think steph will have more to say about that but the the real question is what do for me personally what's my role in this as a pc player who moderates his community and 
I think that basically says it, the word moderate right there. It's like my role, because if I came out right now and I said something different, let's say I said, absolutely, this is cheating, unacceptable, you know, me and Arjuna were totally wrong to have Heinze on the show, we won't have him on again, and anyone who uses mouse and keyboard is cheating. That is the ruling of the Winner Winner podcast. Like, what do you think the result of that ruling would be, right? Of our opinion on mm, that, mm-hmm. right? And to me, I, I guess I, I've just lived long enough to kind of be humble about the importance of my own actions. And we had a lot of people come in and they, they said, you know, what's right is right and this is wrong and I'm, I'm speaking up against it. And I appreciate your sense of virtue and whatever you, what, your principles, I, you know, 100% definitely live by those. And ethics happen to be very important to me as well. And in this matter, um, it's, it's simply not in our hands. And as I, I, I can't, it actually made me reflect, and I took this seriously because, and it was kind of painful because I really didn't like the idea Uh, It was uncomfortable for me to think about, well, what if I did decide it was cheating? And what if I did have to ask ask him to either change his behavior or not be on the show anymore? And, you know, just for the rules that me and Arjuna have discussed, I didn't get there to that, that conclusion. But it did make me think about what values we hold here on the show. And I wanted to kind of outline that a little bit. And, um, I mean... Ultimately, what me and Arjuna are trying to do here is, you know, discuss the show, discuss the game, and assist our listeners and ourselves on this like path of personal improvement within the game, mostly, you know. And if that's like wider personal improvement, hell yeah, I would love to see that. Um, Where and also, um, just like fairness is is big for us. but mostly, like, we're here to make people improve, okay? And win more chicken dinners. And so, like, from that standpoint, it's like, I can see, it's like, if I really, if I was coaching the top thousand players right now, and these were the rules, cutthroat, man. Get a mouse and <laughs> keyboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get that chicken. Get that cash. You know, get those tournaments. Like, that's the way you're going to do it. Um, unless they don't allow mouse and keyboard in the tournaments, then it's going to backfire. But, um... Another huge value, aside from that improvement, is that we're building a community where people, where there's respect, people feel welcomed, people feel seen, and and ultimately, ultimately, it's just a place where uh, people are friends and people feel comfortable and people can express themselves. And so, um, like to me, the the kind of like friendship virtue is is the one that really rings the loudest. And I, that's, that's kind of my goal is that when, when people come in and have discussions and not even people that come in, people that are established here as well, that when there's new people coming in, uh, that we welcome them and any discourse that we have here, I want it to be in a spirit of friendship, right? Like I don't, I don't want winner winner to be just another online forum where people are beating their chest and trying to get the one-liner out there 
that's gonna boost their ego and put the other guy down and make them make them look like they're in the right right mm. and i don't want anyone to come here and feel like they're being talked over and feel like they're being made to look stupid or that someone's trying to do that right um and i don't want anyone else to come in here and do that to other people and i don't feel like it got like super far in that direction but it kind of was getting there a little bit and um but but many of the i taught i dm'd a lot of people and most people were like you know nothing's personal and like i just feel strongly about this and i totally understand that but you know i just wanted to say like you know friendship like come here come here with uh an open mind where with, with a community oriented mindset not not a a hoorah um you know who am I going to put in their place today? <laughs> Mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah, man. I yeah, I love that. I thought that was very eloquent. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, when it really comes down to it, I'm like, we're building a community. Heinze's been like an absolute cornerstone of that community. And so just regardless of anything else, I have mad respect for Heinze and I'm very grateful for who he's been in our community. And I absolutely support him from that angle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I'm going to resist the bait. I feel like we're being baited here a little bit to issue an arbitration and I'm resisting that bait. I think I'm not going to pronounce judgment on anyone for doing something which isn't actually considered cheating. I think the moment that that anyone in charge of this, whether it's Blue Hole or Microsoft, the moment a decree comes out about it, either way, I'm fully prepared to uphold that decree, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like if Blue Hole tomorrow said, you know what, all of you, all of you XIM users, all of you mouse and keyboard on the Xbox users, this is poor behavior, I would I would fully expect for Heinze to abide by those rules and i would have some choice words with him if he didn't right so but until that happens i'm not i'm i'm not going to presume even to be as someone who who passes judgment on that it's just not my role Sounds like Stephanie's here to join us. She's here. She's grabbing a beer. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, w- I hope they do issue clarity on that. Right. And, um, you know, I'm happy. When they do, Hinsey's the first one to go. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I just... We love you. I, <laughs> I'm sure he will play ball. Um, yeah. I just yeah. want to point out, I don't think it's at all... Like, if anything, the writing on the wall to me seems to indicate that we're headed in the opposite direction. I foresee mouse and keyboard becoming more and more normalized on the console. Which kind of pisses me off. Really? (laughs) To be honest, yeah. Why does it piss you off? Here's the thing, is if it was widespread, but it's not going to be for a while, but 
the thing is, it's going to divide the player base, and games are either going to have to have mouse and keyboard specific lobbies, or we're going. This issue is going to continue to be ongoing, right? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if they if they offer official support, it's going to be the same. It's just going to be okay. It's officially in the rules, so these guys aren't cheating. And now you're still it's still controller people versus mouse and keyboard people, and people have good reasons for using both. You know, even like pref- people. And both of those camps care about performance, right? It's not just the mouse and keyboard people who want to play well and win. Mm. It's everybody, right? And so the idea that someone has to change their play style or their input method in order to compete well um, officially would, would kind of, I think that would kind of suck. My, my contention is that it's always been somewhat that way in games. Um, we, we don't need to go super deep on that, but certainly, you know, like, if you want to compete at the highest level on PC, for example, you have to have a good mouse, right? I mean, you, you can't have the mouse that's shipped with your, you know, whatever random-ass Microsoft computer and expect to compete at a high level with that, right? Or you can't use your earbuds or complain that, you know, someone owned you because they were using their, you know, HyperX cloud, like, pretty nice headphones and you were using your earbuds like that's not it's a moot argument people would be like no if you take it seriously you got to get that shit and so you know any any arguments about like money money and what ships with the system and all that kind of stuff a a moot in my opinion they're totally moot um i don't i don't acknowledge those arguments so i think this is a good time to welcome steph (laughs) and <laughs> this is there's no smoke and mirrors here, ladies and gentlemen. We have a real in the flesh Xbox player on the show. Okay. And um so Steph, you have to be as close to the mic as I am. All right. I've actually never played Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you a PlayStationer? I'm a PS yeah, I'm a PS. Oh, okay, whatever, console. Um, Same thing. Uh, you know, I dabble with Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> uh, we we just offended our entire listener base there. Are they only Xbox? Is that... Well, the thing is, PUBG's actually coming to PlayStation. Okay. And there's some, some news on that. It's already been reviewed, apparently. Um, and so it's in the works. It's not out yet, but um, whatever. It's it's We're talking basically about console versus PC. It's the same issue, whether you're on Xbox or PlayStation using mouse and keyboard, I would think. Um and so we brought Steph on because she plays PlayStation, and also you're you do a little bit of PC playing yeah, as well. I've dabbled. <laughs> yeah. And so, and you also you have the credentials of being a philosophy major, right? No pressure. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's me. <laughs> so so how's that? Just go ahead. Just Arjuna. just so you know, I'm having a hard time hearing Steph. So Steph, when you oh, talk, sorry. if you can make Weird. an effort to get up on that mic, that'd be great. I'm making an effort. Yeah, for that you, sounds Arjuna. a lot better. Here I am, in the flesh, in the microphone. <laughs> I think I'm just loud. Okay. Um, so, Steph, just give us your like hard ruling. If somebody on a console, whether it be Xbox or PlayStation, uses a mouse and keyboard in a multiplayer environment in a first-person shooter, right? Is it cheating? Is it cheating? Um, I think the way that you phrased this originally to me was in a competition. Right. So are we talking a competition? Just multiplayer environment. Multiplayer environment. Um, I think that you do have a gray area where obviously your 
um, using a like a equipment or whatever you want to call it. What do you want? What would you say? Inter- uh, what were we calling it? interface? Interface. Sure. Um, you're using superior interface, right? right? Like the accuracy is just going to be better. Um, I don't know if it's as unethical in a, in a multiplayer environment. I think it's definitely unethical in competition. Hmm. Okay. But it's if you're multiplayer online, right? Then it's not. Is it? It's not cheating in that case. I don't know if it's cheating. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a more interesting question, actually. Because what I heard you say before, right, was off my absolutely <laughs> is cheating. off the record. <laughs> absolutely. Come on, what changed your mind? <laughs> I think that um, okay. So if we're talking about a competition, mm-hmm. um. There's an element of showing skill, right? It's it's a proving ground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, like, you know, Arjuna, I think I caught you saying, um, you know, if you have better equipment, if you have a better um, computer, better internet, then obviously you're going to perform better. And I can see how the same argument could be made for a mouse and keyboard. I think that, yeah, I think that it's not going to show your skill as much mm-hmm. as... Mm-hmm. Um, if you were yeah. using a, a, you know, if you're up against people who are obviously probably using a remote or a controller. Mm-hmm. What about, I know you mentioned before that this, and it was an argument I hadn't heard before, which I found interesting about something about <laughs> social rules and games. Right. Or is that the way you put it? Or was it expectations? Yeah, so, so... When we talk about ethics, um, legal like laws and regulations are not as important as um, like social understandings of mm. the game. Social contracts, right? Right. So these regulations and laws that we put in place are for the are to have the effect that um, that this like socially understood um, game or like activity uh or competition is um is fair but the competition as such is understood by people right so like there doesn't have to be a law that says i use a basketball on the basketball court Mm -hmm. for people to understand that basketball consists of a of you know certain Mm -hmm. elements right yeah until someone brings a beach ball and, and then they're like, okay, we actually have to make that a rule now. Right. Now we have to like, go stick that in the rule books and then the rule books catch up. But yeah. but like it, it starts with uh, the groups of people who are playing, right? Mm-hmm. And their understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, and their love of the game, their respect for the game, and their, uh, you know, like when you're, you know, like we were talking earlier, right? Like I'm, I don't play Xbox, right? I play PlayStation or something like that. Like there's a whole understanding that comes with that of of who I am, what I'm doing with my time. I'm not sitting there with a keyboard and a mouse. I'm sitting there with a particular controller and I can't use those skills that I have. I can't just put them onto an Xbox, right? It's a different controller. Um, it has different buttons, a different shape. And so there's like a social understanding of the game and yeah. the skills that you have, the particular right. skills that you have. And I, th- I think that's kind of the unspoken argument that I've been hearing from a lot of people, or, or, or maybe where some of this outrage is coming from, 
is that it's that expectation, the social expectation. Well, it does ruin it for the people who want to play Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. I've grown up honing this controller, honing this skill, and now you come in with this keyboard and mouse. You're obviously going to beat me. You're going to kill me in a second, and mm-hmm. I don't get to have the fun and the you know I don't get to use the skills that I've gained mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. from all the time I've put in with this controller right because now I just have to you know assimilate and I have to learn how to use a, a mouse and keyboard right. to keep up with the competition yeah so actually yeah I do think it's unethical I changed my mind <laughs> 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 or it's less fun it's less fun that way okay and it isn't gaming about fun Right. At, <laughs> so. at worst, unethical. At best, less fun. Yes. <laughs> Which is the real question. <laughs> right. So, Steph, do you think that the fact that, like, clearly this isn't just a, a pay-to-win kind of an argument for you, right? Because I think, you know, people get stuck in the weeds when they're talking about, you know, I don't want to have to buy a mouse and keyboard, or I don't want to have to buy an adapter. Those adapters are freaking expensive, by the way. They're, like, ridiculously mm-hmm. expensive. Um, for what it is, it was basically just like a USB dongle, right? So, um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so for a lot of people, it's not just about the money or it's not just about the equipment because clearly, you know, clearly some people can drop the extra, whatever it is, a hundred bucks to get an Xbox one X, right? Or maybe it's more, I don't, I don't even know. Um, also like some people will get a solid state drive that they plug in to their xbox which substantially increases the load time and it actually does give someone like a massive massive advantage in the beginning of the game right so Mm -hmm. uh just one more example would be you know people who can afford to either like have a long cable to plug their xbox right into their router or people who can even afford to get like a power line adapter so they can run their ethernet through the wall instead of relying on wireless, which is what some people, that's all they have, right? Because, you know, because their entertainment setup's too far away from their router. And so in all of these cases, it seems like the general Xbox community says like shrug, you know, some people have it, some people don't. You can't cry over it. You can't get upset about it. It's just life, right? Mm. So Mm. one of the things I'm curious about is why is this particular distinction, even though any of those other things might cause a sizable game-winning advantage for the people Mm. who have it, why is this a sticking point? Why do people not, I think. you know? Yeah. I think to, to react to that, I think the personal nature of an interface and the, the way that the human affects the game you know, second to second is the difference, right? Where a machine, that's a constant, mm-hmm. right? Whether you have a better machine, less, less better, <laughs> less better, worse machine, whether you have a better connection, worse connection, et cetera, that's going to be a constant in the game. And it, granted, it doesn't, it definitely affects the levelness of the playing field. But I think that it has to be what we imagine as those second to second um, decisions and and how someone's interacting with the game and competing against you, um, you know it's it's different. You know I and 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 you know that from playing Xbox and that it, there's a, a pretty big difference between those two input devices. If it was um, let's say we were talking about a normal controller versus Xbox Elite controller or something, you know then I think we're splitting hairs. But yeah, 
I don't know. I keep trying to find a good metaphor, and maybe the beach ball is the best one. I and I'm hoping that the I beach ball. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was thinking about this. Um, I think it has to do with if you break it down, if you break the game down to its elements, right? Uh, there's a difference between improving each element but having it be the same, right? And changing the element entirely. So if I were playing baseball, then if I used just a better bat, of course I'm going to hit like a, you know, I'm going to hit a home run, right? Or I have the opportunity to. And that's that's a an example of, you know, better internet connection, better, you know, computer, whatever, CPU, etc. So if I use a, a different bat, like a better bat, mm-hmm. then that's fine because I'm still using a bat. But if I were to use a baseball instead of a softball, mm-hmm. um, that changes the name of the game, right? Like there's a difference between softball and baseball. Like we know this and um, you can't use them interchangeably, even though maybe you can hit better with a baseball. The point of softball is you're using a softball. Yes. Right. Or, so, or people will modify their bats, right? Yeah. And so that's actually a great metaphor. Um, if you have a corked bat mm-hmm. instead of solid wood, then it's faster to swing. It's right. actually perfect. So, And that's officially against baseball rules, not officially against PUBG rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, but hold on. I think the metaphor is getting confused here because wh- wasn't it that the cocked bat is the better internet connection, right? Is like Yeah, where, I mean, where, I, I think... Yeah, yeah where is the you're distinction? You're right, Arjuna. But, but I guess what I'm saying is like a bat is a bat. But, like, a baseball and a softball are not the same thing. Hmm. I right? see. So that, mm-hmm. that And I think that that's enough. how I feel about, yeah. Right. Now, see, this is an interesting thing for me because I think I feel opposite. Like, for example, if someone gave me a choice, like, like I play on, on PC, right? If someone said, right. all right, Arjuna, you have a choice. In one choice, you're going to be the only player on the server or like you're going to be one in, a, in every thousand players, right? Who gets double the tick rate that everyone else does on the server, right? So basically, you know, my in-game actions happen, they pull the server twice as quickly as everyone else's does in all situations, right? If they gave me the option for that, or they said, we're going to give you a mouse, which is like 25% more accurate than the one you were using, Right. Which one would you, which do you think is less fair, right? I would say that the, the polling rate, the tick rate, is by far the less fair option. And the reason for that is that with accuracy, you can always compensate. You can always learn. You can always work with what you have. Now, there are certain limitations, like, for example, speed limitations, right? But... But in my mind, just having double tick rate as the basis and no one else on the server having that, to me, that just seems like a clear like pay-to-win unfair advantage, whereas the other one, it still leaves space in both directions. It leaves space for other people playing to overcome the 25% mouse advantage. It also requires the person with the 25% mouse advantage to actually have the skill to take advantage of it, right? Right, so, but now, now, yeah, I, I just, I would argue the other way on it, you know. Huh. I don't. I guess I'm at a point now where I, I wish that we hadn't thought of a metaphor because I feel like they're <laughs> getting sorry. lost in the metaphor. Because <laughs> I think that having a more accurate mouse is just fun. It's just different. Like, 
the way that our bodies interact with a joystick on a controller, like something I've noticed when I watch my videos when I aim with a mouse, is that I consistently overcompensate. So I'll see a player like 20 degrees off of straight ahead, and I'll try to snap to them, and I'll snap past them. And then I'll quickly correct and get back on target. And that takes a, a split second, but and I make the adjustment very quickly, and I think that those adjustments are just slower on controllers. Um, and you can train to get good with either one. Um, I just think that they're... They're different. I take your point, though, that there's a lot of other factors here that make the playing field unlevel. And so really, the, the matter is, what, which ones can we control, right? And we can't give everyone the same internet speed. Um, we can't give everyone the same income to buy the same equipment. Um, all we, and, and consoles are a little bit in a better position to make things standard, but... They're, as people pointed out on the Discord, incentivized to provide a wide variety of products in order to make the most money. They want to sell the specialized Elite S version or whatever of things to get people who have a little more money to spend, and they're going to sell the basic model for people who don't. And we're going to, I, that's exactly why they're going to go into mouse and keyboard, except that I would want to use, I mean, you can plug a standard keyboard into an Xbox, I think, for like, you know, you want to look up movies on Netflix, you're tired of using the controller to type, you can plug your keyboard in. But for games, it's just, you know, it's different. Um, and people have made the argument that this is just going to be, well, okay, they're adding this support so they can sell more stuff. I'm not sure where that brings us. For me, that's just a question that remains unanswered. For me, is why why mm-hmm. is mouse and keyboard the one? Why is it the one exception to this rule? Right? Because mm-hmm. we acknowledge that there are so many other things available to people that give people an advantage. Whether it's having a higher resolution display, you know, right. whether it's yeah having a nicer controller, whether it's having a faster hard drive, whether it's having you know, an Xbox One X, mm-hmm. which is substantially faster than the, than the original Xbox. I just, yeah. I, I really, I, no one's given me an argument that has fully convinced me that the mouse and keyboard is in a league of its own when it comes to this. And you know what's interesting about PUBG in particular is I feel like it exacerbates a lot of these differences because it's it's a game that has struggled with performance. Therefore having a different PC build makes a big difference. Having a better one does. Um, Having a good internet connection is going to make a bigger difference. And also the range of the game, since a lot of things can happen over great distances, resolution actually does play, come into account. It's a huge factor. You know, I... It's huge. Just to give Mm -hmm. you an example, sorry to interrupt, but when I started playing PUBG, I didn't have my own machine. I I gave Tim my old machine and and Robin basically Mm -hmm. souped it up. And I was playing PUBG on my MacBook Pro, which, as you can imagine, was a bit of a shit show. I was playing it in, like, 800 by 600 resolution or something. Oh, my God. And I'll tell you what, man. It was so pixelated that my aiming reticles weren't even crisp. Like, my aim, literally, <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get on target as well. And I remember, like, coming into your room one day, and I looked at your screen, and I was like oh my god, like Robin's reticle, like Robin can actually aim with his reticle. And my reticle is just like this cluster of shitty pixels, you know? 
And like, there are PC players out there who have to deal with that, you know? Like, they yeah. just have to deal. But, okay, this is different, because when you think about playing Xbox, you don't have all of those elements. You have the console, you have the controller, you have the internet speed, and you have the screen. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to update the the console, right? I mean, there's, I mean, you do, mm-hmm. but only, you know, once every eight years or however often they come there's out. There's only so many components. Right. Yeah. There's so many components. And so I think, you know, you're looking at this from the perspective of someone who plays computer games where there's a lot of ways you can improve your experience. There's not that mm-hmm. many differences you can, or uh, upgrades you can make when you're a console player. There's, yeah, there's just those like four or five elements that I listed. And so I think when you replace one, it's a huge difference. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's why I'm really sticking on this controller aspect because that is one of the four or five things that makes it an Xbox game. Right. I'm I'm in your camp, Steph. As much as there's other factors here, I feel like controller is a very... At least in the in the camp of it's an important aspect, and the game would benefit by there being policies around it. As as and in fact, the, in a perfect environment, in a perfect world, everyone would be on the same machine, right? right. Like we, we get back to that argument of a game consists of constraints, and you know, if if we were playing chess, and I had boxing gloves on and you didn't, I would be at a disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> well, or, or, <laughs> or, yeah. But, but we don't play chess that way. We play chess with our naked hands and we're on a level playing field and I'm not going to knock over and lose pieces arbitrarily. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and I just think because the the skills don't transfer over, that's for me where it, where it breaks down, right? Like the skills transfer over with any other upgrade you make. But with adding a mouse and keyboard, you have to learn how to play on a mouse and keyboard, right? It's a different way of playing. It it takes so much of a different kind of accuracy, a different kind of playing. And, like, that's fine, but it's just different. And so you can't, I don't know, I don't think that you can transfer it over. I see. Okay. I Yeah, I think I was seeing the argument in the other way, like, people were saying... You know, anyone can do it, so why is it a problem? But you're saying that there's actually a lot of people who don't have that skill set. And so asking them to make the change just feels backwards and wrong to them because their console didn't ship with a mouse and keyboard. You know, it shipped with a controller. That's what they've always used. That's why they're on the console. And it just it feels right. kind of insulting to have someone yes. suggest that they learn a new way yes. of playing the game. Yes, and not only do they have to buy something that it didn't ship with, but they have to basically hack it by buying third-party stuff that that gets around the lack of mouse support, right? Which is different. It's di- if you just bought a mouse and keyboard and plugged it into the USB ports and it worked, it's like, well, all right, just do it. But it's but not designed it, that it's way. It's not. No. Yeah. It feels hacky, right? And I think that's maybe what adds to that like cheating perception. Yeah, one thing I've learned in ethics, right? If you feel like you're doing something wrong, <laughs> you probably are. <laughs> well, don't tell that to a Catholic. <laughs> they have oh, enough problems. Well, <laughs> well, in that case, I've never made a mistake in my life. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go sociopaths. <laughs> but, no, that, 
That's a really excellent point. And Stephanie, I appreciate you bringing some of your academic rigor to this. Yeah. <laughs> well, the beer really brings out the, the meditation. <laughs> well, you, you came for part two, Steph. Me and Arjuna beat this horse for like oh, maybe 40 minutes before yeah. you got here. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting the best of your thoughts. Yeah, yeah the leftovers rather. Well, yeah. you're, you're definitely bringing a whole new dimension, Stephanie. So I really appreciate that. Thanks, Arjuna. I, <laughs> I'm just curious, Stephanie, is like, is there anything about else about this argument that you want to highlight? You know what I mean? Like, is there anything else that's been on your mind around it? Yeah, okay. Um, There's no way to regulate this. Mm. And I think that's what I always come back to, right? It's like, we can talk about how it's probably not right, and it's probably not fair. And it's maybe even disrespectful Mm -hmm. to people who want to play on the console with their controllers and have that be a legitimate way to play the game at top levels. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's... Yeah. It's not something you can control That's a, for. It's a kind of a weird question, and that's something I had to learn a little bit about, mostly from people on the Discord, is whether or not this can be regulated. And it turns out that publishers can, right, Arjuna? Like, they can kind of say whether or not keyboard and mouse are allowed. Well, it's and, it's third-party controllers. Um, it, right. Well, there's that, that's a different element, though. But, like, PUBG can, can kind of build it into their rule it, set, it right? It does seem like they can, yeah. It seems like they can. Mm -hmm. Now, it's another question altogether is if they did do that, would people find a way around it? And I can almost guarantee that they would. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, they probably would. But we're not there yet. We're still in this place where they haven't done that. And, you know, people are, some people are taking advantage and some people aren't. I I shouldn't say taking advantage, but um, yeah, but they are. Not in a bad, I don't mean that in like a cynical, like shitty way. I just mean like, you know. They, they see an they, opportunity. They, can, they yeah. can do it, so they're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I would say that we tread that ground pretty well. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I think so too. I think we just have to, you know, round two is going to be listening to our Xbox contributors discussing it and debating it, which will be a whole, you know, the, I think they'll have their own points to make, so... I look forward to hearing that. Yeah. Although it does give you sort of a, a way out of a bad round, right? Oh, they must have oh. been using a massive keyboard. <laughs> you <laughs> a don't feel goat. good though. Like I've, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some of my friends leave the PC PUBG community because of perception of cheating, right? Interesting. And so yeah. there's only so many times that people do feel that way that they're going to put up with it, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that that's what we'll have to look for, right? How will the community respond once this is something that continues to mm-hmm. develop yeah um, only, yeah yeah i think there's going to be a lot of frustration uh and right like there's going to be people that convert who are like okay well i know how to play pc mm-hmm. i'll get the ridiculously expensive converter piece and i'll use my other skills and let go of xbox entirely or like what xbox was to me right which used to be a controller yeah i feel like so much of the definition of a game for me is is controller because Mm -hmm. if you don't it's it's your conduit into the game into the play yeah and if that conduit is unfamiliar to you or foreign to you how do you play right well and you and i talked about our uh vr recently arjuna and it'd be interesting to see if there's like vr is just intermingled right. with cross every play, other VR cross mode. Play. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, anyway, if you're listening and you're really pissed, I encourage you to get on our Discord and converse with us in a friendly... Speak up. (laughs) (laughs) A friendly and social way because we would love to have you participate in the community. We'd love to play games with you. Keep it PG for PUBG. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't have said it any bad to myself. Yeah, I I hope that anyone who's threatening to leave our community over this will will just think twice about it and will use their um use their passion for good, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. you know, you have an opportunity here to be in conversation to change the way other people think um or at least give them something to think about. I don't know. Right. I just think I think that kind of storming out over this is kind of akin to rage quitting the game. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. if that's what you need to do in order to keep your composure and get on with your life, then bravo, I, I salute you. Right. And I, yeah. And I just, and I, I do want to empathize with that sentiment because I, I see injustice all the time, right? In the world in different ways and in games, but in a lot of other arenas of life. And, sometimes like you just do what you can like all of us only have so much power and influence and so i understand people's compulsion to come to the podcast and say try to, and, and and use their voice here and say i expect you guys to make this decision and here's why it, because we're we're pretty ex- relatively accessible compared to say PUBG corporation or microsoft and people can come here and voice their opinion and maybe have some kind of small effect um I hope that people continue to feel like they have an effect as they come and voice their opinions here. I, you know, me and Arjuna aren't making a ruling on this because we don't feel like it's not, it's just simply not up to us, as we said. But um, I, I just want to say I empathize with, with people um, coming here and and kind of speaking their mind in, the, in that way. So, well, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. This yeah. was fun. Thank you, Stephanie. Yeah, we, we may ask you to come back on the show at some point soon. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I will brush up on some Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's episode. Robin, are you going to be doing uh, your tactical sessions this upcoming week? Uh, definitely. Okay. Yep because I'm going to have my new rig all put together and I will show the world no mercy. Okay. All right. No mercy will be had on Monday evening. So that's, yeah, 7 o'clock Pacific time. We'll do it for at least a couple hours. Wonderful. Um, all right. Well, if if you have opinions about this or about anything, or you just want to hang out with our winner winner community, the best way to do that is to join our Discord. The link for that is always in the show notes, and you can find it on our website, uh, which is winnerpodcast.podbean.com. You can also send us an email at winnerpodcast at gmail.com. You can support us via Patreon, and the link for that is in the show notes as well. And of course, you can always join our Xbox club or our mobile clan by looking us up, Winner Winner. Uh, the mobile clan is Winner Podcast. And anyway, just, uh, you know, anywhere you want to plug in, we are here and we want to hear from you and we want to hang out with you. So thanks for joining us for another week. And Robin, is there anything you would like to say? I just want to say thanks for, to Spiffy Man for letting us use his wonderful music for our intro our outro and also for some of our film music 
amazing stuff and thanks for letting us use it and that's it for me robin out see you guys around all right catch you guys next week